Diabetes Revolution podcast with Dr. Sarah Townley, the type 2 diabetes coach, clinical pharmacist, and mom of six angels. You don't have to struggle and fight with your blood sugars for the rest of your life. I'm here to teach you the skills you need to control and even reverse this disease. There is such a thing as getting off your meds and creating a future free from diabetes. And you can have it too. Let's get down to business. Well, hello, my dear friends. I'm a home alone today and I'm sneaking in this podcast just for you. What are your hobbies, you know? Like, when I think about what I choose to do when I'm a home alone, it's usually just a few different things. So maybe napping, (laughs) exercise is up there. I love doing that. And getting outside is always awesome, even if it's just sitting on the front porch in the sun, you know, getting some coffee. And I love to learn and I love to teach. And so if there is a need, I'm here for it. So here I am for you today talking about a subject that comes up a lot. I find that many people want to understand why they have type 2 diabetes, right? Like they have this question inside, like, why is this happening to me? And I just want to offer that that question is often a disempowering question. Why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? And it's unfortunately a place where you become a victim when you're asking that question. So I want you to I want you to just consider when you are asking that question, how you feel in your body and what you're really looking for. Are you looking to blame? Are you looking to be the victim? Because if you are, that is a place where you have no power. You give all your power away to something outside of you. And that's never, ever what I want for my clients or for my followers. I want you to feel empowered. And so even though... Your genes do play an important role in the development of your diabetes or your insulin resistance. It's not the whole story. It's only a part of the story. And today I'm going to dive into why that's true. And I'm going to teach this to you from a place that's empowering, not disempowering. So I'm going to cover how your genes are important and they do play a role. That's your genetics, It runs in your family, maybe, or you just know that you have a predisposition based on your family history to have this problem. And then there's something called epigenetics. And epigenetics is the study of how your environment and your behaviors can change the way that your genes work or the way that they express. Okay, so your epigenetics are the things that turn on and turn off your genes. And even though you may have genes that code for a certain problem, let's say alcoholism, okay, but you never take a drink of alcohol, that would be your epigenetics, your behaviors in your environment, right? How would you ever know that you were predisposed to alcoholism. You'd never have the opportunity to discover that because you didn't expose yourself to the circumstances that express that genetic predisposition. And I want to offer to you that your insulin resistance is a very similar situation. 
So let's just look at the genetic link more closely. Let's look at how strongly your genes can predispose you to type 2 diabetes. So I think it's fascinating that in type 1 diabetes, just because one identical twin develops that problem doesn't mean that the other identical twin is going to have the problem. In fact, there's only a 50% chance that in type 1 diabetes that the second twin will actually have type 1 diabetes at any point in their lifetime. That's so interesting to me because when I think of genes, I would guess that genetically type 1 diabetes would be a stronger predisposition. Now, what's interesting is that in type 2, it's actually even more genetically controlled or genetically influenced. If you had two identical twins with one of them developing type 2 diabetes, the chance that the second identical twin would develop type 2 diabetes is actually a 90% lifetime risk. So there is a very strong genetic component there. Now, It's not the whole story, however, because let's look at a very famous group of people within our country called the Pima Indians. The Pima Indians have the highest incidence of any ethnic group in our country for type 2 diabetes. Their incidence or prevalence is 38% in their adult population. That's pretty high compared to the 9% or so of U.S. adults that have type 2 diabetes just everywhere in our country, okay? Now, what's really fascinating is that when you take Pima Indians, the same Pima Indians, and put them in Mexico, there's a actually a subpopulation of them that live in Mexico, and you look at the prevalence of type 2 diabetes in that group of Pima Indians, you see a massive difference. We're talking 6.9% prevalence of type 2 diabetes in Pima Indians living in Mexico versus 38% of them in the U.S. That's amazing. Just consider that they have the same genes, but depending on where they're living, which would probably translate to their lifestyle, right? Like how they move their bodies and what they put in their mouths, it completely changes their risk of developing type 2 diabetes. And these are people who, you know, almost half their population has type 2 diabetes. Okay, so in the U.S., you can even look at this across time. So we started measuring the prevalence of diabetes in the United States in 1958. And at that time, we saw about 1.58 million Americans with diabetes of some kind. They did not differentiate between type 1 and 2, but by and large, about 90 to 95% of all diabetics have type 2. Okay, so 1958, about 1.5 million adult Americans had some kind of diabetes. Fast forward to 2017, and we're seeing 100 million people with diagnosed diabetes in the U.S. Our genes haven't changed very much over the last 50 years or 60 years, right? I mean, this is this pretty much the same genetic 
makeup and a completely different expression of it. We see have seen an explosion of this disease, not because our genes have changed, but because the epigenetics have changed. Our lifestyles have dramatically changed, and this has translated to a lot more diabetes, a lot more chronic disease in general. So the next logical question is, well, if environment is controlling the way my genes express, what the heck is causing the problem? Like, what a logical question, right? And so to answer that for you, I want to say that I would guess about 80% of what's controlling your genes is what you're eating. And then about 20% is how you move your body or don't move your body, okay? Um, So I love this rule of 80-20 because it really brings out with clarity where the problem is and what interventions are going to have the most impact on what genes are being expressed when it comes to your insulin resistance. So this makes total sense. This is a logical concept, okay? I love to think of diabetes and many different diseases as a mismatch disease. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you've heard me say this before. This concept comes from a book called The Story of the Human Body. In this book, this concept of mismatch disease explains that we have evolved to have the design, the human body design that we have over 2 million years of evolution and natural selection, right? So we're talking about Darwinism. And this is in our current earthly habitat. And I want to just ask you how well adapted, having evolved on an earth with the kinds of environments and lifestyles that we've had over the last million years or whatever, how well adapted are we to physical inactivity? right? Sitting on the couch, sitting in the car, sitting at our desk all the time, just not moving very much, right? How well adapted are we to, say, diets rich in sugar and flour, right? These things did not exist until the last 100, 200 years. And many of us weren't eating them every day until the last 50 years or so ago. How well adapted are we to eating patterns that span the entire day and night, We've talked about that even as recently with the podcast and uh, with regard to fasting. We're not designed and we did not evolve to eat six small meals, you know, spaced frequently throughout a day. We're not designed to eat from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to bed. It just isn't how we evolved. And in fact, we didn't eat every day. Most of us did not eat every day. And our bodies are very well designed to help us through periods of time that we don't have food because we can store fat. We can store body fat. How well adapted are we to eating a ton of processed foods with all kinds of you know, unhealthy oils in them and preservatives and chemicals that we don't even understand how they affect our metabolism or, or our bodies? This is really important to consider because I think it is a logical conclusion. Like our problem of type 2 diabetes is a direct result of our bodies not being matched to the environment that we're living in and it's causing chronic disease. Also, you know, our brains are not adapted to the intensely pleasurable foods, the concentrated pleasure that we get from foods. 
in our modern environment. Our brains are designed to keep us alive and to drive us to eat highly dense energetic sources of fuel. And we have an abundance of that now. And our brains are designed to have a seeking pleasure. And our foods are engineered to be highly pleasurable. And so we're working with hardwire that is compelling us to eat well beyond what we need for our energy demands. So we literally have to overcome our evolution in order to thrive in this modern environment. That sounds really hard. But once you become aware that, hey, your body and your brain are actually working exactly like they're supposed to, but we need to now direct, supervise, and be intentional about designing a lifestyle and an environment that allow you to express your genes in a healthy way so you can have excellent health. And that is, by and large, what I teach you to do when you work with me. I teach you not just the physical solutions to this mismatched disease problem, but also the part of behavior change, about how you manage your thinking and supervise your brain so that you can take consistent action that feels good to you so that it's sustainable over time. So if type 2 diabetes is hereditary, right, but you never have to know that unless you are in an environment that realizes it, how much control would you say that you would have? What's in your control exactly? Well, you know what? There's a lot that is inside your control. Your beliefs and your mindset, what you eat, what you drink, how much you do physical activity, what kind of physical activity that you're doing, how much you sleep, how you manage your stress, your medications, and how often you're monitoring your body and receiving messages from your body and working with your body. This is all in your control. That's a lot that's in your control. And so the point of me telling you this is that I want you to feel like you do have control over whether or not you have this problem that you're genetically predisposed to. And that it is possible for you to achieve a state where these genes are not turned on. These genes that cause insulin resistance and weight gain are not expressed because you are not turning them on with your choices that you're making every day. That is essentially why I want to tell you this information. This is great news, my friends, because You are the one that controls the switches that are turning on and off your genes for insulin resistance. So next time somebody tries to tell you that you are always going to develop this, that there's nothing you can do about it, and that it's just in your genes, you now know the truth. That is not true. (laughs) And your body knows how to heal. Once you start to flip those switches the way you want to, it will heal. All right, so on that note, I will see you guys next week. Have a beautiful week. High five for tuning in with me today. You are getting smarter and stronger when you show up for yourself this way. You can get more free tools to help you control type 2 diabetes on my website, sarahtownley.com. And if you're serious about ending your struggle with diabetes, join my membership, The Diabetes Revolution, where you work with me in a community of people just like you. See you on the next episode.